Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hey listeners, this is A-Train and this is Off Script with Super E. And here is Super E. What's up? How's it going, everybody? How you doing today? I'm doing good, A-Train. How you doing? I am doing just fine. Just fine. Well, I'm trying to recover from our previous episode. <laughs> the mother, the uh, Mother's Day episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was so uplifting. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. it started out very, very good and went. It, it went dark and downhill really <laughs> yeah. fast. And then we tried to bring another ray of sunlight yeah. on it. We That's tried. Right. I don't, I yeah. don't know that we succeeded, but. Um, yeah. So what, uh, what you got in store for us today or now? Well, well, today I'm going to talk about my early days of, of buying drugs over 30 years ago. And it was a lot different back then. Nowadays, you've got to have massive tech plans, everybody's got to have at least 10 guys for backup. Yeah. You got to have the hospital on notice. Where's the nearest hospital? And then the equipment, the recording equipment, the transmitting devices. Yes. Everything is, you know, back then we didn't have any of that. Exactly. And and we were on, we were the South side narc guys. And uh, I mean, it was, there was just nothing. And I was out there, you know, you did as an uh, undercover officer, you did everything. You know, you just didn't let an informant go in the house by themselves. You were in there with them because that's right. how you got introduced to the drug dealers. Right. And then I remember my sergeant, Sergeant Bob, who was a hilarious guy. He didn't know much about investigations, but he was very good about letting you do your job and just, you know, not micromanaging. He right. was very, very good at that. But okay. one of my informants, we're going to call her April, she's basically the person I learned how to buy drugs from because, uh, one of my buddies, Doug, he had arrested her for uh, working on the hot dog stand, and she agreed to help us out. Okay. And this um, April, she was one of these women that when you saw her in the hot dog stand, because I saw her a few times, and I'm like, okay, she doesn't belong here. You know, she wasn't broke down. She was extremely, extremely attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, all the cars were crashing in to get to her, but she was also extremely smart. She wasn't dumb. Okay. And so he knew who was cops and things like that. Right. And so when the times I would pass her up, they would go, keep going, jump street. Nobody, everybody knows who you are. And so I never had a chance to arrest her, but my buddy Doug did. And so she agreed to work with us. And so basically how it worked, she told me, you know, here's how I buy drugs. And I said, I'm going to go with you and learn. I would sit there and listen to her talk. We would just... They would give us a list of crack houses, know nothing about them. They would give us a list of 10 to 15 crack houses. We'd just go knock on the door and try to talk our way in. And I would sit there and watch her and listen, uh, watch what the words she said, 
her um what do you call it her body language mm-hmm. and and it was just i was like a student she was the pupil, our teacher and uh so anyway she calls me up one day she goes hey i've got this guy who's who sells dilatants he's some old old guy selling dilatants okay and, and um, she goes he's extremely extremely cautious i'm like all right and he was one of these old guys that was selling drugs but he wasn't using the product himself most of the drug dealers didn't so he was making a ton of money because these pills cost a lot of called a lot of they were such a powerful painkiller he was selling them for like 90 dollars a pill man yes and the hillbillies back then they were massively addicted to this stuff so these guys were making money hand over fist right but she goes we got to be very very cautious he does not want to meet anybody new because the last guy i took over there tried to rob him and hit him over the head so i had to overcome that the guy was a little fearful of of the losers that hung around her right so we would call him on the phone on the uh you know back then it was the dial phones in the phone booths they were they were they were that old uh-huh. and we would have to go to a phone booth because you know i think they had it where the number might have popped up then but we go to this old broke down phone booth and to tape record it we had this tape recorder look at the size of a suitcase i had to, <laughs> i had to hold it under a rug and uh you know you had the you had the cord that had the sucky thing on the end of yeah. it and you stuck to the phone receiver right so we we put in our quarter and we would call this guy up and his name was sammy and april calling up and she and he'd you'd hear this this is what it sounded like the phone would ring 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 and he'd go hello and she'd go hey sammy it's me who's me it's april april who you know, April, the blonde girl that comes over all the time. Oh, yeah, you going to bring another motherfucker over to hit me over the head? <laughs> she goes, no, no, I, I don't see that guy anymore. He's nowhere around. And she goes, uh, hey, Sammy, what are you doing? What you want me to be doing? Uh, nothing. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> nothing. So what do you want? Well, I was wondering if I could come over. I've got some. I got a guy here who's got some money. We want to get some pills. How much money you got? Two hundred dollars. Motherfucker, go and hit me over the head with a pipe. <laughs> no, Sammy, I swear, he's a he's a good guy. So he goes, well, come on over. And she goes, okay. What will you be doing? What do you want me to be doing? <laughs> um, nothing. That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> nothing. And I'm like, oh my god. So we we go over there and. We drive, we're driving in a piece of shit, and of course, you know, I look like the I look like a guy who's going to hit him over the head with a pipe. <laughs> right, right. You look like that guy. So he comes out, and he goes, he goes, "Who that bum?" <laughs> and of course, instead of saying my code name of Ray, uh-huh. she called, she goes, "Oh, this is this is Supery, Sammy." Uh, and then, motherfucker, you got a pipe? <laughs> no, I ain't. A- I ain't got a pipe. I'm I'm not gonna mess with you, Sammy. Then he looks at her. That motherfucker, stay in the car. You bring that money up. She goes, okay, Sammy. So I had to stay in their her shitty vehicle. She gets out. She walks up and gives him some money. And I'm looking in his driveway, and he's got a brand new 
to me, it's brand new, a 1990 Chevy Berlinetta. And of course, um, nobody knows what those are now. Right, right. But back then, they were a super nice, sporty Chevrolet. Yes. And I was like, man, that's a sweet ride. And back in the day, if somebody delivered drugs in a vehicle like that, you know, the police department would confiscate them. Yeah. I said, if he ever delivers in that, that's going to be a nice car. Usually, we are confiscating hunks of shit. Right. Like we're, like we're driving to his house. And so uh, I said, man, I hope we get to meet him someday in that Berlinetta. Yeah. So anyways, so he, so he gives her the dope. She goes, now get off my fucking property. And so we drive away, and I go, did I make a good impression? She goes, no. And so, <laughs> no. So we drive away, and then luckily, the second time, he meets us over at a Twin Air. He can beat that if you want. That's he meets fine. those place. He he meets us over Twin Air in that Chevy Berlinetta. Mm -hmm. And now now he's a, now he's a little bit more comfortable to me. Mm -hmm. You know he you know we both get out and uh, she hands him the money and he hands her more of these Delonte that were like eighty and ninety dollars. And uh, so and this time we got a couple of guys watching and they're able to write down the plate number. And we got witnesses saying, yeah, he shows up in this Chevy Berlinetta. We've, we've got two buys in. So I'm thinking, well, it's time to get an arrest warrant and a search warrant mm -hmm. for this guy named Sammy. Mm -hmm. So the next day I go get a description of his house and the vehicle. Well, I look in the driveway. There's no longer a Chevy Berlinetta. There is a brand spanking new Chevy Camaro. Oh, with a paper plate in it nice. and it was it had a convertible top and all this yeah. and so i was like i knew that we had to uh we had to get another buy because yeah. you just can't confiscate uh this vehicle right unless he sells uh, us in this new camaro you just can't take it and, and when, you, when you say confiscate you're talking about forfeiture Forfeiture, yes. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just just for the listeners. So yeah, he's using this car to um, traffic drugs. Yes, and, exactly. You know, the, it's a civil procedure, but if if you can connect that car with the uh, drug trafficking, a lot of times they'll be able to forfeit that. Yeah. Yes, and so yeah, and so I go back and I'm telling Sergeant Bob, I go, Bob, hey, Sammy's just went out and bought a brand new chevy camaro convertible and it's i mean he just bought it today i said so we're gonna have to do another buy off him mm -hmm. and, and and bob like i said you know he's a great guy but you know this is all new to him this narcotics investigation. he goes no uh, i believe that you can we can uh still confiscate it you don't need to make any buys just go out and do a search warrant mm -hmm. hook the car i said no i really i said we need to have him deliver us narcotics in that camaro Mm -hmm. uh, so we can proceed, like you said, with the forfeiture proceedings on it. So we could, he has to commit a crime in that vehicle. Bob's like, oh, no, 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 no. And he goes, in fact, I'm going to go out and talk to the uh, deputy chief because, you know, he was in narcotics a long time. I said, okay. So Bob goes upstairs because we were down in the basement with all the asbestos. And uh, <laughs> I seriously yeah. was. No, we, I were know. Down, we were in the basement of this old firehouse that was now a, a, a roll call site. We had asbestos and the toilet pipes that ran right down by our desk would leak. Oh, yeah. And so it was perfect. Smell. Perfect. Yes. And yeah. so, anyways, so Bob's up there five minutes. He comes down and goes, Earn. I go, Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Super E. <laughs> Oops. Here's what we got to do. 
you got to make sure that he delivers drugs in that brand new Camaro, so he's committing a crime with that vehicle. Something similar to what you just told him. Yeah, it's something that's similar to what I just said five yeah. seconds earlier, but I just went with it. Right. And so we end up making a buy. Sammy by now trusted, trusted me, thought I was cool. Yeah. You know, he's showing off the car and all this, and everything's hilarious. And uh, so we go do the search warrant. And see, back then, we didn't have a lot of people to take with us. Right. We had me, Bob, and another guy. Right. We're going to call him, let's see, we're going to call him, we'll call him Bud. <laughs> and Bud wasn't, he didn't do much of anything. Okay. I mean, nothing. Yeah. And so when we're doing this search warrant, I said, listen, guys, Sammy knows me as Super E. April forgot to give my code name of Ray. I said, so whatever you do, do not call me Super E. Don't say Super E. Yes. Whatever you do, don't say super. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to disguise myself. I pull I put my hair in a real tight ponytail man bun. Oh. I invented it. Oh my I god. Know. I know. I it was a man oh bun. Oh my I, god. Then I then I put a baseball hat on backwards and I think I might have even shaved that day to make myself look a little different. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want him to know because I'm trying to protect April. Yes. And so I said, listen guys, don't do that. Don't say super. So we go in. And this is how you do a search warrant back in. You just went in there and you just, police! And then you took a big foot and kicked the door open. Yeah. And there's there's old Sammy. What the hell? And we, you know, hey, we got a search warrant. And he's, you know, being kind of a dick. But then he kind of calms down. Because I'm explaining to him what's going on. He doesn't recognize me. And I'm saying, sir, uh, this is a search warrant. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, you motherfuckers can search. And so we're in the house 10 seconds. And Bud finds some Dilaudids. Okay. Uh, first thing out of his mouth. Super E, look what I found over here. <laughs> God I'm damn like, it, oh Bud. Oh, my God. We've been in this house 10 seconds. And Bud's always saying And then, and then the Sarge, he goes over there and finds a giant stack of money. Super E, look at this giant stack of money. <laughs> so uh. then Sammy looks over the Sarge, and then he slowly looks back at me. Oh, he goes, you motherfucker! <laughs> April's old man. I'd rather you hit me over the head with a pipe than lock me up. And I'm like, I'm like Sammy, I'm so sorry, uh, but you know, I had to do my job. He goes, I know you motherfuckers are not doing your job. And then I was looking at this guy. Okay, remember, I'm only like thirty, thirty-one. Yeah. Okay, anybody over to anybody over in thirty five at the time, I thought was, you know, like thirty six, thirty seven, and to me this guy looked like he was about thirty nine or forty. Okay. So I saw Sammy. How are you? About thirty nine, forty years old. Okay. He said, "I'm seventy nine years old." Seventy nine. I, I said, "Say what? How old are you? Did you say thirty nine? I'm seventy nine years old, motherfucker." <laughs> and I'm like. How in the fuck are, do you look so young? I go, what is your secret? He goes, well, I've never held an actual job. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually, I've never actually, actually held a job. I go, what have you been doing? He goes, well, I spent a majority of my time gambling and selling drugs. And he goes, so I've never really had 
a care in the world, except for getting hit over the head uh, with a pipe by uh, so, motherfucker. So you're telling me we look the way we do because we work too damn hard? That exactly. is bullshit. Okay. Th- this th- this dude, he looked like Billy D. Williams. Really? Yes. A young Billy D. Williams. He was 79 years old. <laughs> well, I've never actually held a job. That's how I keep my youthful appearance. Yeah, yeah, my youthful appearance is by my consistent lack of employment. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was was stunned by it. And I I walked in there and I said, thanks, fellas. Yeah, no shit. He now now knows who I am. You bunch of idiots. Yeah, so that was one of those uh, moments where I got found out who I was. Yeah. So, okay, so uh, April, your informant, she's kind of the one that... um, kind of taught you how to how to do all this undercover stuff yeah, how to buy, buy dope yeah she from you know from working vice you learn how to think on your feet and right. all this but i knew i didn't know really know anything about drugs all i knew how to was to pretend to be you know a creep or a, a hobo or a hobo <laughs> but i was able to learn the lingo from her because right. she she, you know, because you meet these people out there that get involved in drugs and all this, and you know they have a life of crime and despair. And some of these people are actually extremely, extremely intelligent. Right. She was, uh, she had an unbelievable knack for business. Well, you know, be, you know, she was making money off the street. Yeah. But she was such an attractive woman that she could do anything she wanted. Like she yeah. told me. This is true. When she was 11 and 12 years old, she would have to walk to the school bus, which was on the hot dog stand. Men would come by, jump out of their cars, and snap pictures of her as she's trying to walk to the school bus. Oh, my God. And then they would hold money out and try to give her money. And she would have to, you know, know, at 12 years old, she didn't understand what it was. And then then she knew. But she was able to talk her way into anywhere. She actually had a uh, unbelievable gift for gab, yeah. and uh, she just knew how knew how to read people's body language and say the right thing. Well, that is fantastic. I'm I'm glad. It looks like she taught you well, Super E. And, she did. Uh, I give all my uh, I give all the credit to her for my drug buying experience. Do you ever bow to her and say, "No, I don't"? Thank no, you, well, Sensei. No, but thank you, Sensei. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. And then she would want me to grab a pee out of her hand. I said, wait a minute, that looks like a crack. Piece of crack. I'm not grabbing that. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, that is fantastic. And um, yeah, good good job, April, teaching our man Super how to yeah, buy the thank, dope. Thank you, April. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, yes. Okay, listeners, we are going to call this one quits. And uh, yes. unless you have anything else, Super E. No, that's it. Okay. Well, listen, everybody, have a great day. And if you haven't already, call your mom. Tell her happy, exactly. happy Mother's Day. So, okay. We'll see you. Bye. All right. Now that one was, oh, sorry.